I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Very excited about today's episode. We got a great guest in Chris Stefano, which I'm going to get to quick. I got a lot of stuff to say, but I'm going to wait till afterwards. Because my chat with Chris is just good crack. There's no, there's nothing that much serious about it, to be honest. Although he did bring up a couple of serious issues like uh, the demonization of Bill Gates and the rise of conspiracy theories around the coronavirus, which I do want to talk about seriously at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, we're going to chat with Chris Stefano, great New York comic. For those that don't know, he has a great podcast called History Hyenas. Their Patreon is uh, patreon.com forward slash Bay Ridge Boys. Uh, he does with another great comic called Giannis Pappas, who I also know from the New York comedy scene. And uh, so we're going to chat with Chris for uh, for about 20, 25 minutes. And then I'll be back after that to talk about some serious stuff. So enjoy the bit of crack with Chris Stefano, And I'll talk to you guys in a minute. That, oh, here it goes, baby. Look at that. Look at how tan you look and good, well-nourished. Look how much of a good father you look. Jesus Christ. Baby, I'm here for you. Listen, I fucking, you want to play golf or what? <laughs> I wish, dude, I wish we could play golf, man. I wish we could go down to uh, Dyker Heights and watch all these uh, Italians that live in Staten Island that are refusing to listen to quarantine. Guy, I'm telling you, man, in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and yeah, Staten Island, Dyker Heights, the, the coronavirus isn't real out here. It's just, <laughs> it's not, a, I mean, the racism against the Chinese is real. But there, there, there's no virus out here. <laughs> and the funny thing is that I'm from Flushing, as you know. And weirdly enough, Flushing is not a hot spot, which, which kind of it turns yeah. out it turns out that it was the damn Europeans that brought it to New York, not the Chinese. Europeans. Well, and now they said New York City. Now we're on pause uh, for till May 15th, which is like people are going to start to snap at some point. I mean, the people are just, the thing is, there's a bar in my corner. They were open. We were, we've been clo- New York City's been closed for three weeks. They just closed like three or four days ago. They were open serving drinks because it's all owned by cops. So it's yeah, like- plus that's like one of these bars in Queens that has that too that like never had a smoking ban. Like the smoking no. ban just doesn't. After midnight, you can smoke. Yeah, dude, I'll never forget two, two wild things. There's a bakery in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. When Trump won in November 2016, I mean, this country was like post 9-11. It was like the pandemic now. For most of the country, it's like people are depressed. They're upset. The bakery in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, the day after he won, they were giving out free black and white cookies. Because <laughs> Trump won. But listen, the coronavirus is a conspiracy against Trump. I mean, it's not even a big deal. They're just trying to make it a big deal to make Trump look bad. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> you know, that, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's like, it's like, I'll do, I'll do, you know, podcasts with guys like you or like talk to my, you know, comedy friends that I've seen the world. And, you know, you got all over Ireland, you're, you know, going everywhere, seeing all these groups of people and like, we'll have nice, fun conversations about shit. And then I'll talk to, I'll, I'll go outside and I'll go for a walk and I'll listen to people talking as they're walking. And it's like, you start to hear shit like Bill Gates 
just wants a vaccine so he can microchip everybody. <laughs> you'll hear that. Yeah, you'll hear that it's fucking, it's made in a lab. You'll hear that, yeah, this is just a ploy by Nancy Pelosi to get Trump out of office. It's like, so now, so now Nancy Pelosi made the coronavirus? I just don't know who to believe. Oh, I, I can't believe that Bill Gates became like the George Soros of 2020. I don't know how Bill Gates became the enemy. The guy literally predicted this in 2015, and now he's the enemy? Yeah, now he's the enemy. And then my friends are so stupid. I got a friend, Patty. He goes, you p- p- fucking uh, Patty Fly Balls, we call him. He's a nice Irish-American gentleman. He goes, yeah. He was like, Bill Gates. He goes, I never fucking trusted that guy. That's why I don't buy any Apple products. I'm like, well, that's not Bill Gates, but. <laughs> is, this real? is this actually real or is this? Oh, no. she, is your child actually in the room? Yeah, she's in the, well, this, um, we're actually in her classroom, but by the way, I have a morning show I've been doing called WEPA in the morning. Go to patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys. History what is, the what, is, what is the what is the WEPA stand for? Because I know it is. Uh, I've noticed that in your story. Well, we no. It's just because where it started from is you know our podcast partner Giannis Pompas. He used to host a morning show on Fusion, which is a Latino uh, network right down in Miami. And Dan Soder, the great Dan Soder, uh, said you know that he was doing this since he was doing this morning show five years ago. Giannis and the Spanish speaking uh, th- uh, network. He called it, Dan Soder was just joking around with it. He was like, yeah, what's your morning show called? WEPA in the morning. And we just always thought that was so funny. So then when it came time, we, you know, we, two weeks ago, we said, you know what? We want to do, I want to see Giannis every day. Giannis is like my fucking best friend and I just miss him. So I'm like, let's just sign on to do our podcast every day. Let's just talk about the news in the way that Bay Ridge people would talk about the news. So you'll hear stories, you know, on CNN about this, this and that. And then you come and sign on to the Bay Ridge boys, the history hyenas. We tell it in our way, and that's what WEPA in the morning is. It's just, a, it's just an alternate take on the morning's news every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. 9 a.m. Eastern, which is good for Irish people because they can watch it at uh, 2 p.m. Irish time. Check it out. We actually, Des, I got to be honest with you, we have a good amount of Irish fans of our podcast. So I don't know if, it's, if you helped us with retweets or what it is, but we have a good amount of people that come in. Uh, they're always, they, we got one fan from Cork. He calls himself uh, Cucky, uh, uh, the cock from Cork. And he's, the, what from, he's, the what from Cork? The cock. The cock from Cork. Oh, That's the cock from <laughs> he's, a, he's a cock. He, 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 likes to watch, uh, he likes to watch his girlfriend get banged by other or yeah, he likes to just a cock for that he believes in, like, believes in feminism. <laughs> yeah, and then, we have, and then we have somebody else. We have somebody else on our Patreon. These are all public names. You can see it. Um, the Limerick Lesbian, who's, I don't know, that's what they call themselves. Oh, that's great. Now, I, I'm not taking any credit for that because I haven't done for, – for, for, uh, for History Hyenas, I haven't done much other than that day when, funnily enough, I was in Cork. I was messing – we were messing around on Instagram and I was saying, fucking Chris Stefano, get the fuck over here. You're not really Italian. You're, you're a Viking or whatever. You know what I think it is? You know what I think it is? I think from, you know, a good friend, Opie, you know, uh, from o, you know, Opie and Anthony, Opie, uh, Opie Use, Opie Radio on Instagram. So many times his fans have said that you and I sound alike. So yes. I think it could be that. I think it could be like retweeting clips of that, that we've got some Irish fans because me and Yams were trying to figure it out once. We said, this must be from Des. I mean, we got these fucking Irish people coming out yelling at us, you know? Well, that's great. I mean, that's I, great. I, I, I love the saw, Irish. I saw you guys in the charts, actually. I saw you guys in the Irish charts. I was like, get the fuck off my turf. This is my fucking turf over here. Dude, Ireland, you know what's the craziest thing I've ever done in my life? So like, like this was, uh, must have been two years ago, right? You know, I was I was home. You know, my my kid was away with her mom for a couple of days. So, you know, I had nothing to do. I I it was I remember it was a beautiful sunny day, 
in New York. And for some reason, I don't like the sun. The sun makes me depressed. I don't know what it is. I don't like the heat. I hate it. So I'm sitting there. I had no shows booked. I had nothing. I had like three days where I wasn't going to see my kid. I said, you know what? I said, let me look, look, look. I, I just get in, I, I put shit in a, in, a, in a book bag and I just get in an Uber and I go to JFK and I'm looking through, I'm looking through the weather app, international weather app. I see Dublin, 55 degrees rain every day, book the flight, JFK to Dublin, three days, Airbnb, time of my life. Are just you kidding went. me? I never knew like, that you did that. I knew that you went to Ireland for shows, but I never knew that you did a random trip to Ireland. Yeah, no comedy, no nothing. Just went around, went to the Viking Museum. Uh, I went, uh, the, there was a, a rugby match going on, saw that. Um, and just, yeah, got drunk every night. And I had the time of my life. It was cold, it was rainy. The people were so nice. Um, it was great. I was eating fucking pies, you know, whatever, meat pies. I was shoved. I don't know what kind of fucking meat I was eating, but I was loving it. Um, fish and chips. I had diarrhea for about a week after that with the amount of fish and chips I ate, but it was so good. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it all over again. That's the Viking in you. You see that it's in your DNA to want to go to Ireland and plunder, man. That's in your DNA. Well, look, my mother is got fire engine red hair. So my mother's, I, her family's from Cavan. So, so she's very, very Irish. And then my dad is like a real Ginzo Goomba wop. But yeah. I, I did the Ancestry.com and it says I'm like 70% German. So I'm like, how the fuck? I grew up with an Irish redheaded mother and my dad in and out of prison. Where's the German coming from? So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it has something to do with the barbarians and the Romans fighting each other or something like that. Maybe there was a like, a, like, a, like a barbarian slave. I know you like the history. I love the history. Dude, f- by the way, speaking of... How, you're such a tan, handsome Irishman. Are Irishmen usually as tan as you? Well, I, I have 25% uh, sick. Uh, it's, very diff- it's very difficult for me to admit this, but my dad's dad was English. So I have a little wow. bit of that DNA in me. But uh, right. I don't know. You know, the, you know the story. It's not easy to be a good-looking comedian. It's been difficult for us to get through this career like this. No, dude, that's why in quarantine. <laughs> I'm get, uh, dude, in, that's why it's perfect for me because in quarantine, I'm getting my tits back. So it'll be great. Well, actually, the funniest, one of the best laughs I've had during quarantine is we were, we were messaging back and forth on Instagram. And I said, to, I was complaining to you about the lack of calorie burn we have from everyday life. And your response to me was, bro, don't talk to me. How long was your, I listened to your message. I sat down to listen to your message. And how long was that message? About 18 seconds. My tits are still jingling. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Bro, every day, my tits are starting to look like aardvarks. You ever seen aardvark snout? How it just comes out? That's like, yeah, what I'm, my nipples I'm not, start, I'm like, not, I'm not circumcised. That's what my dick looks like. My, my, my dick looks like an aardvark snout. That's very interesting because, because normally all my Irish American friends are circumcised, but in Ireland, the Catholics don't get circumcised. No, nobody gets circumcised in Ireland. Now, as it turns out, I was the only one in my family not circumcised because I was born in London. Also, to my great shame, I was born in London. My parents waited for me to be born, and they brought me back to New York. I was born in November 1975. My first Christmas was in Flushing, Queens, 1975, so I didn't spend any time there. However, they didn't in Britain, they, they, in Europe, you don't get circumcised unless, I guess, you're Muslim or Jewish. Uh, so when my mother got back, the doctor asked her, do you want to circumcise him? But she was just like, eh, it doesn't matter at this stage, does it? So actually, I was the only... I was the only one uh, of the my two bro- my three brothers that was uh yeah. circumcised. Dude, I have a friend who my actually my daughter's godfather, uh born in Poland, um came here when he was 5 or 6 years old. We were on the basketball team, 19 years old, you know, so he was a sophomore uh, uh we were both sophomores uh, you know, playing ball. He comes in one day he's on crutches 
And I said, oh, my God, man, like you're going to be out for tomorrow's game? He goes, no, I should be good. I said, what happened? You tweak your ankle or something like that? I didn't, I didn't see you fall in practice. He was like, nah, it's just, you know, it's whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I was like, God, dude, we're best friends. What the fuck's going on? Did you hurt your ankle, your back? I, I, I was going to school to be a physical therapist. So I was like, I want to, this is, you know, this is, I wanted to help you out. He goes, ah, it's my back. I was like, yeah, but then you shouldn't be on crutches if it's your back. He goes, bro, just don't, just leave me alone. It's something I don't want to talk about. So then I was cornered him. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Why are you on crutches? I was like, I'm the captain of this basketball team. I demand you tell me why you're on crutches. He goes, bro, you sure you're not, are you, are, he goes, don't say anything. Don't be stupid right now. I'll tell you, but only you. I was like, what's going on? He goes, I, I got circumcised this morning. I was like, pull your dick out right now. Let's see it. Put it on the what table. What was it like? Bro, he pulled it out. First of all, it was all bandaged up. It was all swollen, right? You could see how it was swollen through the bandage. I mean, he had a little dick to begin with, but this was like nuts. It looked like he had a vagina. That's how small his dick went. And then he takes the bandaging off, and it was like literally, dude, it looked like an ISIS beheading video. I can't explain <laughs> to you how disgusting and horrifying it was. It made – I just was like I couldn't – I'm mad. And he went, he did this. He got circumcised as, as, as one does got circumcised because the girl that he was dating, some fucking, you know, American princess that he was dating was like, I don't, I don't want to have sex with a guy who's, you know, not circumcised. So of course he does that, gets circumcised for her. Three weeks later, she dumps him. So now this oh kid's God. got his meat shaved and he's single again, but now he's happily married and he's all good. He's actually emergency room doctor. So shout out to him. He's yeah, a frontline guy. Shout out to him and all our frontline workers without their foreskin, man. Both he's going in unprotected, man. He took off his fucking penis's face mask. That's the thing. I know. I'm like, are you you going to the hospital now? You got you don't have enough personal protective equipment. You don't. Have, you have less PPE. <laughs> he doesn't have his natural PPE. His Yo, natural bro. PPE. Now here's the question: Since you saw the horror of a circumcision, if you had a boy, would you get your your boy circumcised? <sighs> you know what, ma'am. You know, there's a, movement, a good there's a movement about that it's, you know, genital mutilation. Yeah, but you know what, Des? Here's what, here's what, here's what I was thinking, though, because I understand that. But all those things feel like pre-pandemic problems, right? <laughs> like, that just is a pre-pandemic issue. It's like, listen, babe, it's post-pandemic. It's not your concern what I do with my kids' beef. So it's like, why don't we just make sure that, you know, your elderly parents don't have a dry cough and a fever? And let's worry less about, you know, what comedian's jerking off into plants, you know, what bathroom you're using. Are you using a paper straw or plastic straw? It's like, why don't we make sure that our family has antibodies? Because all those are pre-pandemic, you know, peacetime problems. Now we're at war with a little fucking squeak Chinese virus. So unfortunately, you know, if you were fucking want to identify as a, as a woman, you know, but you look like a man, it's like, listen, guy, I'm still going to, I'm going to, I got to put you down as a man, you know, if you got a dry cough and a fever, because we're trying to get the statistics right to save lives. So I don't, you know, cut your dick off. I, I don't give a fuck anymore. It, these are pre-pandemic issues. Pre-pandemic issues, man. There's yeah. only a couple, I don't want to keep you because I know you're doing these pods all the time, but you brought nah, up something dude, very- me? I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm getting horny right now. <laughs> well you know it's a big issue is it because i i don't i don't i know you're joking around about the chinese virus but i do think that a lot of racism rises up around this whole thing about the chinese virus and the wuhan virus on the other hand do you know how bad it's getting in china against foreigners i could imagine yeah they well there i saw an article the other day i i hope that this isn't true but that they're not letting black people into certain mcdonald's which is like 
What do black in Guangzhou, what do, in Guangzhou? They're not so. There's a huge African population in Guangzhou because the Chinese government has invested loads of money in Africa. Bring all, all these people now. They're they're not letting black people into McDonald's. Not to mention they're not letting any foreigners into loads of places. They're not letting uh, the foreigners back to work. On the, because the whole vibe in China, the whole propaganda in China is that all the new cases are coming from overseas. Which, you know, who knows? That's the thing. It's like, uh, there's no, and again, I may be very, I feel as if I'm extremely naive. You know, I'm only being told what the media can tell. I don't, you know, yeah, I know doctors and I know people, but it's like, what do any of us really know? To me, racism against a Chinese American or European Chinese, it's like, what? that's so fucking dumb. But the nation of China, I mean, if, if it's true that they've opened up the wet markets and that in and that actually is the thing causing the coronavirus and they're putting us at the world at risk again, I mean, something has to happen. I mean, sanctions, the world has to come together and say, listen, guy, you can't have the fucking you can't eat the bats anymore. If that really is what the cause is. Yeah, which it's looking more and more like it probably wasn't the cause. But the biggest problem, which you know, it really, you know, the, in terms of pre-pandemic problems, the appeasement of an authoritarian Chinese government has caused numerous issues over the last 20 years. I don't mean it in the Trump sense of we've been getting ripped off by China, but just right. the fact that China causes so much money that nobody wants to step up to the Communist Party. But unfortunately, when the Communist Party's propaganda affects the entire world, that is actually a fucking problem. Well, Des, let me ask you this, because I know you've lived in China. You know, I'm sure you have many friends there. Still, That's where my real with. resentment comes from. Go ahead. Well, what are they what are they saying about how is life in China now? Are they back to normal? Or is that a lie? What are your actual well, actually, friends saying? I, you know, I haven't. You know, I really I should have. I, that's a good reminder to me to check in with them. But right now, I know that the Chinese government propaganda has really moved towards we dealt with this well. The West has dealt with it terribly, and now the Western problem is coming back here. Even though, from my understanding, the majority of the cases that are returning to China are actually Chinese nationals returning to China. It's not right. suddenly a bunch of Westerners bringing their dirty disease over here. You know? Do you think be, doing living in China as long as you have, do you think it's very possible and probable that they 100% did lie about their numbers of cases and deaths? I would bet everything I own on it. In fact, I, I, I know that I can't back this up with any facts other than they lie about everything else. Why the fuck wouldn't they? They lie about Muslim internment camps. They lie. Shit, man. We had a fucking, this is such a minuscule thing, but we had a comedy show that we used to run every week. And I happened to be there leading up. I, I was in China for the 25th anniversary of the Tiananmen massacre, which is like a very, you know, a very sensitive thing for them. And the only time that our show got shut down, like they just came in and they were just like, nothing's happening here because officially you're supposed to have a license. You know, you're supposed to apply to have a performance, but our shows were so small that we would never actually apply for the permit. We would just run the show. But the one time that it got shut down was that week of the Tiananmen massacre because they were just desperate to have not a, not a fucking, not a hint of anything close to anything that could acknowledge what happened 25 years before. It's crazy, dude. I mean, I'm hearing these stories about China. It makes, it makes Trump sound like a fucking, he should win a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, the Chinese government is fucking, it's so bad. That's what drives me nuts. Funnily enough, you know, all I've been doing on this podcast is complaining about Trump. But what drives me nuts, I love the way Trump is trying to blame the WHO now. But he was fucking up Xi Jinping's ass too. And it, they've been up 
fucking Xi Jinping's ass when it comes to money for the last 20 years. I mean, that is one good thing that might come out of this fucking virus is that the 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 sort of the the importance of of trade with China might get a bit of a kick in the ass and they might actually stand up to some of the nonsense that the yeah. Chinese communist oh, party yeah, no. does. Dude, fuck, I don't trust the Chinese, dude. I mean, I've been saying this since day one. You know, now now everyone's got to wear masks. Where are the masks made? In China. They got the coronavirus on the fucking mask. No way I'm putting that mask on. And I love China. Like, it's such a great country. Like, China, if they had like a, if they had a representative democracy, we'd be done. You know, I think sometimes I think sometimes the people in power in the West want China to stay the way it is, because actually, if they had a representative democracy, they would fucking take over the world because they are actually an incredible people and they're great people. It's just very unfortunate that they live in this insane totalitarian one party state. What about Ireland? Does Ireland look very similar to the United States right now? Everyone's indoors, can't go outside. Ireland's way more serious than New York. New York, like our Irish people be calling me being like, oh my God, we had 500 new cases today. I'd be like, yeah, we had fucking 700 deaths and we're talking about being on the other side of the curve. Yeah. We we flattened the curve to 700 deaths over here. Yeah, dude, there's 500 people that died in my apartment building today, you know? (laughs) And I just went and I got a fucking acai bowl in West Hampton. I shouldn't even admit this. I put the dog in the fucking car and I are you the cock from Cork? You're the cock from Cork. <laughs> I got a fucking... Uh, the acai place is still open in West Hampton. Crazy, People dude. fucking dying all over the place. Whereas in Ireland, you can't do anything. A cop stops you when you're on your way to the supermarket to make sure that you're going to the supermarket. And if you haven't got a good Jesus. reason to be out. And if you're exercising more than two kilometers from your house, they, they can give you a ticket. So what? So when when is Ireland hinting that maybe they'll... May the, May, the, May the 5th is the next kind of evaluation of when they're yeah. going to New York, up. we just got pushed to May 15th. I, I, don't th- I think New York is closed for summer. I really believe that. Yeah, I don't think we're going back to work anyway. I mean, I, I don't think I would want to. I don't want to be the guy where it's like, oh, yeah, there was a, a show at the Comedy Cellar, and it turns out that uh, two people were infected, and now all those yeah. people are quarantining. Or even more so, it's like, I'm not going to the fucking whatever funny bone in the middle of the country and getting on a plane for $2,000. No fucking way. Especially I'm not, for guys like guys yeah. like us, because we're killers. I mean, people laugh a lot. when we, they, People fucking, they, they end up yeah. backing up a cough because we're killers. I mean, maybe some of these Brooklyn comedians can go and do it because nobody fucking laughs. Yeah, because, yeah, because they're, they're basically, they're calling a comedy show where it really is a fucking TED Talks. So they can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, let them, let fucking comedy, comedy and fucking Williamsburg can open back up. Nobody's laughing anyway. <laughs> I I will say, I will say though, man, like what we're doing, like, you know, trying to adapt to this new world. It's like some of our peers, some comedians who have been around 25 years, some comedians that I'm sure are extremely famous in Ireland or even, you know, internationally known guys that do not adapt to this new world. It's like, they're going to have no career because if, if your whole career was just based off live performance, that's not coming back for two years, I think minimum. And it's like, you got to adapt to this now. And this is his whole skill set. Like you're, You've been doing this. You have a great podcast. You on the radio. You know how to do that. The fans like listening to this. But some other people like this is a skill that they may not have because stand up is out. Like people are like, are you writing new jokes? Are you working on your stand up? It's like for what? I'm working what? on podcasting. You know, like yeah. why would I work on stand up jokes? Like to do I'm them hoping, on I'm Zoom. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for funny scenarios that'll hopefully somebody will ping off and we'll get a three minutes of decent back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's like I gotta fucking survive, man. I gotta adapt. So that's why you know, speaking of survival, Patreon.com/slash Bay Ridge Boys. 
I know I haven't. Listen, first of all, for all my listeners and people that are watching, although the, I've just started the YouTube thing. We don't get a ton of watchers. It's just really convenient with the Zooms, bang them up on YouTube. Fucking Zoom is like the best thing ever. But anyway. No, you put it out on audio on iTunes as well, right? This, Of course. Of course. Oh, of course. I'm just saying the YouTube thing is the new thing, not the podcast. Oh, right. Right, right, right. right. But uh, anyway, uh, Bay Ridge Boys. So that's your only Patreon is Bay Ridge Boys? So it's patreon.com slash Bay Ridge Boys is the Patreon. The podcast is the History Hyenas, which Des is going to be on. Des is going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? The, um, the Irish, Irish War of Independence. The Irish War of Independence. We're going to get Des. you probably schedule you for that next week. Then the episode will come out. Irish War of Independence. Me, Giannis Papas, Des Bishop, the History Hyenas. It's just, listen, the white guys are coming back. What can it's we a what can I say? It's 100th anniversary. Well, you know, it's, it's, it was 100 years ago, the Irish War of Independence. So you got to watch The Wind That Shakes the Barley and then come back with some anger. At, yeah, uh, I'm at gonna the watch. And now, uh, and now, whose side? Whose side are we on? Just so I know, we're not IRA, right? That's the enemy. No, no, no. You definitely you got it wrong. <laughs> My brother is well, calling. The IRA is positive. That, does that show up when uh, I, I've actually Aiden, this is the first? Your brother Aiden's calling you. That guy. No. Aiden, call- My brother. Oh. My brother Mike. Unfortunately. Oh, but uh, other, your, I, your other brother. Your other brother. It was funny. We were in. We were in. Uh, we were in. Um, we were in, when we were in Dublin Comedy Festival, was, I was with Colin Quinn, the great Colin Quinn, and um, we were doing the Dublin Comedy Festival, and we, I was talking to him, and your brother, who's such a great guy, but, you know, he's a partier or whatever, you know, and then Aiden goes, he goes to Colin, he goes, do you want to come out and see Dublin? He goes, no, the last thing I need is, I, if I go out with you, I'll see Dublin in the back of an ambulance, so no thanks. <laughs> Colin Quinn said that? Colin Quinn said that, yeah. I know, you guys all came back and you were like, whoa, your brother's fucking intense. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought your brother's good. Your brother took us to all the spots that uh, we would have never seen, you know, like all the, um, you know, underground comedy spots. He did his show. We He kind of introduced us to some really cool, uh, like, introduced us to the Irish uh, Dublin comedy scene, which was awesome. Yeah, so anyway, you, you, the IRA in this instance is 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 good. The IRA, okay. well, you know, and there's an argument to say, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll learn a lot. Watch that. And then, well, I just want to know, I just want to know what side you're on. Text me what side you're on. Cause that's the side I'll be on. Side you think? I'm on the side of fucking Irish independence. Okay. You know, so they're that, fighting against, the they're fighting on. against England. They're fighting All against right. England. Fuck them. Fuck, fuck England. Oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait to do that podcast because you really don't know much at all. So we have a lot to learn. I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I have no idea. I mean, the only shit I know is from Irish Americans, you know, like, which is they're all, I don't fucking know. You think I'm going to trust it? One of my, my Irish American friend, his name is Patty Flyballs. Like, I don't trust the word that guy said. All the Irish Americans love the IRA, just so you know. So you, you, okay. you definitely, you, you're definitely clearly on the side of the IRA, both the old IRA and the more recent IRA. As far as your Irish American friends go, IRA all day. And IRA all day. IRA is uh, there for independence. They're for Irish independence. They always well, will. yeah. The old IRA that you're going to be looking at in terms of the Irish War of Independence. It was the original Irish Republican Army. They are literally fighting to take Ireland away from England. The provisional IRA, which you are more aware of in terms of modern history and explosions and stuff like that, they were fighting for uh, to make Northern Ireland part of the uh, part of the Republic of Ireland. Because six Who is counties. You two? Whose side is you two on? Well. Sunday Bloody Sunday is not a rebel song. That's what he says at the beginning of the song. He says this is not a rebel song. Got so, I, 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 you two would not be a fan of uh, the violent uh, uprising that started in the early 1970s. They wouldn't have been a fan of the provisional IRA's tactics. However, I would think that they are nationalist at heart. And listen, don't- when this pandemic is over, here's what I'm going to fucking do, Des. 
I'm going to surgically reattach my foreskin and join the IRA. And you're kind of with me. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky Arla, baby. Chucky Arla. Another thing you have to learn. Well, that's good because the Irish are very parochial, so they're going to they're gonna love this. Do you have a final Have you a final memory from your time of doing the Vodafone Comedy Festival? Because you loved it. Vodafone. You came back you, you came back and said to me, bro, I can see why you live in Ireland, man. That fucking God. crowds are great. Bro, I wanted to go with you to Ireland to, you know, we were going to, I was going to go with you to open up your shows and, and, you know, whatever. I I, I just want to go to Ireland. It was the best comedy festival. You know, everyone says that Just for Laughs Montreal Comedy Festival is the best in the world. And I love Just for Laughs. I love Montreal. But going to the Vodafone Comedy Festival in Dublin, it was just one of those experiences. Outdoor comedy, the fans. You know what I love so much about the fans there is the honesty. It's like if it was funny, even if it crossed the line, they laughed. And if it wasn't funny, you're doing hack bullshit, trying to get away with something, they didn't laugh. So I like the honesty of it. It's like, you know, some places in America, it's like, you know, they'll fucking laugh if they agree with your cause. It's like Ireland's like, listen, it's I'm here for comedy. So is it funny? I'll laugh. If not, fuck you, get off. I love that. And you did well, right? I did well. I did well. Um, I did one show. I did well. And then the second show I had to follow. I'm forgetting his name, but he was it because people were coming into the tents to see whomever they wanted to. And then they would leave and go to the next tent. So I just on the lineup had to follow someone who was a big draw on the tents. I, don't, I forgot the guy's name, but everyone came to see him. And then as I took the stage, I was just performing to people walking away. I was like, ah, I'll go fuck myself. And that was the only show Colin Quinn stood in the back and watched. So I got made oh. fun of and abused for the rest <laughs> of the trip for bombing. And the only one he saw. <laughs> yeah, but don't feel bad because genetically he's like 100% Irish and he came back and said he didn't do well there. So, Well, how about this? We go, we were walking around. Colin and I are walking around. Um, and, uh, and we go into the Irish, um, there was a, a museum an, a, an American museum in Dublin, an Irish American museum in Dublin. And we just go in to see what it's about. And Collins an exhibit in the museum. He had no idea. They never <laughs> told him there was a picture of him in the museum. They just took his, they took his name. They took everything about him. He goes, should I fucking sue them? And I'm like, no, dude, it's Ireland. It's great. It's, it's an honor. Yeah, that's definitely an honor. I'd love to fucking walk into a museum and find out that I'm an exhibition. I'm still upset because they did like 50 important portraits in the Dublin airport for yeah. like three years it was up, and I wasn't well, fucking one of them. Well, you would. You will be in the Irish American Museum if you can prove you're not a communist, you fucking Chinese fuck. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know it. I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a spy, bro. I'm a fucking I'm a, spy. I'm a, I'm a spy. George Papadopoulos fucking has my number. I can tell you that right now. You're a commie, bro. So, Chris, thanks so much, man. This has thanks been great. You, I needed, I needed, I needed something lighthearted, you know. I needed something yeah. fucking silly and stupid. I'm fucking ranting and raving at Trump every night. I needed a fucking break, dude. I'll come on anytime you want, man. Anytime you want. I love your fans. I love Ireland at Christie Comedy at History Hyenas on everything. I love you, Desi. All right. I hope we get more Irish listeners for you, bro. Peace out. Peace. Peace. So, how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, thanks to Chris. And, uh, you know, it's good, to, it's good to change it up, you know. That's the thing that I noticed with these Zoom calls was that actually... The Zoom provides such good support with the audio and the the video that I got to start really calling in, uh, calling in my mates to drive the podcast. I hope you're all appreciating it. I thank you so much for the increase of reviews on uh, iTunes and Spotify. You know, I, I kind of ignore Spotify too much, actually. So if you're a Spotify listener, please, you know, take a screenshot and put it up on Instagram and I'll, I'll start doing more of that myself. Because uh, I, I, I use Spotify myself. I just don't use Spotify for podcasts, which is silly, really, because I'm listening to music on Spotify. Then I switch over to the, the, the Apple Podcast app to listen to my podcasts. Um, you know, I don't know what people prefer. But anyway, just coincidentally enough, I recorded that with Chris yesterday. And then, because I also recorded an episode with, with Stephen Mullen yesterday, which I was going to put that up today and then do Chris two days later. But then... Yeah, I read an article in the New York Times about this demonization of Bill Gates this morning, which, you know, was kind of something that Chris was alluding to in a funny way, was a thing, you know, the conspiracy theories. And, you know, these these conspiracy theories can come from anywhere, but there seems to be a a, a, a large percentage of them come from the sort of the right wing, the right wing gang, the, the QAnons uh, of this world, who just very quickly you know, take a thing and turn it into a conspiracy, whether it was, well, I don't know where the 9-11 ones came from, but let's go more recent, like straight away with, uh, you know, Sandy Hook and then with Charlottesville, uh, anti-vaccine stuff. It all seems to be coming from a from a similar gang, you know, ultra paranoid. I, I, I guess I actually quite like what I consider to be the initial concept of liber- libertarianism, you know, uh, you know, ke- keeping a, a certain amount of rights for people. Um, the problem is it, it, it seems to have, you know, been taken over with this paranoia about control and state control. And, you know, anarchy is, is, is it, when you read about anarchy and what it actually is, it, it's quite appealing, you know. The problem is that we haven't organized society that way. And for society to function the way that it's organized now – you know, we do require a certain amount of rules. And, I, you know, the funny thing is that everybody, a lot of people with this, this anti-government stuff, they, 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 they sort of constantly are concerned about this overreaching 
hand of the state. But if if the state broke down, in the end we'd we'd re we'd refunk we'd reestablish ourselves, perhaps in smaller communities, which is fine if everybody wants to go for smaller communities. But I promise you, each of those communities would end up with uh, laws and consensus that would be pretty similar to the thing that you're pushing against. Societies, communities, large and small, they don't function without rules. You know, and, and so. You know, it, it's not like these things haven't evolved over thousands of fucking years for humans to, to live in peace. And I understand about power and how all those uh, power dynamics have been exploited and used. It, 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 it's, not a, it's not a thing that shouldn't have some paranoia. However, when that paranoia goes beyond any sense of, of rational fear, you have a problem. But to, and the Internet just escalates all that to, to a huge degree. Not to mention that there's huge currency in a good conspiracy theory online. So on top of having rational power, you know, rational fear and then benevolent paranoia, you have the industry, the paranoia industry, the conspiracy industry of people that know that if you can whip up a good conspiracy, you very quickly can get a lot of attention online. So I wasn't surprised to see that InfoWars was actually one of the people that jumped immediately on the Bill Gates thing and started to pump it up, looking for, you know, like obscure connections, you know, and, and then the anti-vaxxers jumped on because, of course, they hate Bill Gates because he's been pushing vaccines around the world and Robert Kennedy's son jumps on. So then the anti-vaxxers get together with the QAnons and then very quickly the whole thing escalates and Bill Gates is, is part of some great population control conspiracy not to mention like because he's looking to profit i mean the guy has he's he's definitely one of the five riches i don't know where he is in terms of the richest people in the world right now but i'm pretty sure that he doesn't need to manufacture a virus to add to his personal wealth anyway all of that aside i then turn on the news this morning and i see that they're protesting in michigan well, they've been protesting in Michigan against the stay-at-home orders, right? Now, I knew about that, and that is just, it's so frustrating that as a result of this Trump into Fox News sort of push against the stay-at-home orders, there's never been a sense of national, we're in this together. There's always been a sense of some people feeling like we need to do this for the good of society and other people feeling like this is an attack on our rights, it's never been unified and that's always been dangerous but it's hard to see where the danger is until suddenly something like this jumps up so i turn on fox news this morning and they have a sheriff in michigan who says a bunch of sheriffs have taken a stand against governor whitmer's stay-at-home orders and fox news has the sheriff on basically saying we're not following the governor right now this is a couple of days after trump has said that so uh, my favorite uh, movie is Mutiny on the Bounty. Let uh, 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 Mutiny on the Bounty. Let's see what happens when these governors mute. Uh, there's a mutiny, and then Fox News is literally celebrating a mutiny of sheriffs, town sheriffs, saying that the governor can go fuck herself, and they're celebrating that. You know because she's a, a Democrat, and then. Of course, Fox News was like, well, you, you can't go out and buy paint, but you can go get an abortion. You know, like as if that's the as if this is the dichotomy of life, as if these are the really big, big things that 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 are going on here. You know, that's fucking. Bu- so it's just so insane how they go for that divisiveness. How can Fox like. If there is an increase in death 
because of this insane right-wing conspiracy that that, that we've gone too far with the stay-at-home orders. Who's taking responsibility for that? Who's taking responsibility? It's crazy. They, they, they've been attacking this governor the whole time because Trump does not like her. That woman from Michigan, that's what Trump described her as a few weeks ago. They don't like her, so they're actually they're, they're making her life very difficult. At a time where you need unity, they are actively working against the governor of Michigan. Now, I know people say, well, you've been complaining about Trump the whole time, but that's because I've been complaining because he has not created a sense of unified action in the country. He has constantly tried to undermine the actions that most of the world are taking without, without any pushback. Most of the world is doing these things for the betterment of humanity. There's not as much pushback in other countries. But from the top, there has always been a resistance to this. And the resistance comes from the fact that this does not play out well for him. The fact that he ignored it, now he has to act like he was right the whole time. That's what I'm saying. It's not like this comes because he cares about people. It comes because he cares about himself. The problem is that he's such a demagogue that these idiots that follow him will, will, will create all this chaos. They literally blocked up the streets of Michigan in, in close proximity to each other with Confederate flags to say that this governor has taken away their rights. It's very dangerous, man. It's so dangerous. People don't see it. You know, it's, it's, you know, watch Babylon Berlin. Watch any of these, watch a show that has to do with the rise of Hitler and see how benevolent it all was until it wasn't. You know, and I know that people say, once you bring up Hitler, I'm not comparing Trump to Hitler, but what I am saying is that, you know, fascism and the cult of a leader is benevolent until it isn't. And it, it, can be, it can be hard to notice when that point switches over. You know, and that's not extreme paranoia. I, it's just watch, watch out for it. Because when you have sheriffs in Michigan, you know, rising up against the uh, uh, democratically elected leader because it doesn't suit their interests, that's the beginning of these problems. You know, that, that, that's where it starts. You know, that, that, this is... This could be the beginning of the, 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 the ties that bind us together start to get dismantled. And, uh, you know, a society in chaos is not a fun society to live in. Reform. I'm, I'm all about reform. But this is beginning to look like revolution in spots. And it's dangerous. Especially now that there are people that feel like they, they've, they've, they've lost the coronavirus PR battle. Fox News is just constantly pushing back now against stay-at-home orders. It's constant. And one of the morning guys on Fox News, I forgot his name, the dark-haired one. You know, Fox and Friends, the dark-haired one has been railing against stay-at-home orders. And he had a, like a rant yesterday being like, you can't do this. You can't get people to stay at home. 29 states have, have hardly any imprint on coronavirus. How can you tell these people to stay home? But he's doing it in response to Governor Whitmer, where they have 69,000 confirmed cases. Michigan's a hot spot. And he's talking about, he's saying that at the same time as he's talking about Michigan, the two things don't add up. It doesn't add up, man. And then they're, 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 so they're complaining, a lot of the Michigan people are complaining because they're not allowed to go to their holiday homes, which makes me laugh because 
all of Ireland was like up in an uproar about people going to their holiday homes. And on Fox News, they're talking about it as if it's uh, you know one of the great one of the great rights issues of our time to stop people going to their holiday homes. I'm aware that I'm sitting in 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 my one. You know, so I, I, like I get it, but it, had they said you can't go to your holiday home, I wouldn't have come back from Ireland. You know, and I came from Ireland and came straight here. You know, I I I, I get it. I get what people would be frustrated. It's just interesting how uh, there, there's such a, a a perception difference. In Ireland, the, the Twitter was awash with people complaining about people going to their holiday homes for three days, and on Fox, it's a, the, one of the greatest affronts to humanity that people can't go to their holiday homes. And at the end of the day, it's just a position that you pick. It should, this shouldn't have been so divisive. Should have came from the top down, unity. But there's no sense of unity. In fact, it almost, it feels like you have to pick a side, you know? You're either with us or against us for the opening up of the economy. And the only reason they're dying to open up the economy is because it's good for Trump. I want the economy to open up too, but just at the right time and not at a, in, in, in a sense where sort of fighting for what the whole world is doing to stop the spread is somehow a leftist position. It's not. It only feels like that here in the United States because they've created this us and them scenario. You know, all because Trump got backed into a corner with his ignorance. So then on top of it, can you believe now we're in the middle of April? How long have we been dealing with this? Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil, two fucking like charlatans of the highest order, have both come out. Dr. Phil comes out with like, Stuff that we were discrediting a month ago about more people dying car accidents and swimming pool accidents. And we don't stop people going into swimming pools. He's, st- he's coming out with this. And then Dr. Oz basically says that if you open the schools, which is an appetizing proposition, is his words. If you open the schools, the experts say that there would be that's a 2 to 3% increase in mortality. Now, some people on Twitter had misinterpreted that to mean like 2.3%, 2 to 3% of children would die, but that's a worthy trade-off, which is bullshit. It's just saying that there will be an increase in mortality as a result of taking that action of 2 to 3%, and that he feels like that is worth it. Now, on one level, I don't actually, I don't mind somebody saying that in the sense of asking the question, is... A two point a two to three percent rise in mortality worth the benefit of our children getting back to school? I would say no, because you if you send the kids back to school, you're probably sending people back to work, and then you're into more than just a two to three percent mortality increase. And I would also say no because as annoying it is for children to not be in school, there's my my buddy come just can't do a podcast without Becky wanting to, to get into the get into the fray, but uh, uh, if if you have an increase uh, in two point three percent mortality for the children going back to school, which is essentially for just six more weeks, I feel like that's a dumb trade off. I feel like you just you just take the pain now of your children not being in school and you save that two two to three percent of people. You know, I just I just don't understand why the Fox News gang, because both Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil have said these on Fox shows, why they have basically taken this position of 
the cure is worse than the disease. Because I know, I get it. The economic pain is really tough. I, I get it. I'm feeling it myself. I'm sitting at home unemployed. I get it. The pain is difficult, but it's a once in a century happening. Why rush it? The shortest way around is the longest way home. I was told that for, as a young man. You know, take the pain now, and then we'll get over this quicker. So on, on a good news front, last night on CNN, late, so it was 1.30 in the morning for this professor from Oxford. Apparently in Oxford, they're very confident that they can have a vaccine by September or October. And I thought that was just hogwash. But when you listen to this guy describe it, it, it sounds pretty promising. Now, I, I don't, it may not turn out to be the case, but the reason why he's confident is because they were quite advanced on coming up for a vaccine for Middle Eastern res- Respiratory Syndrome, all these words that I'd never heard of before. Oh, sorry, I, I had heard of MERS, but I didn't know what it stood for. Uh, now, uh, and so, so they were quite advanced, I believe, on, on the development of that vaccine. So they've been able to get approval for a, a clinical trial of 1,000 people, uh, which they're beginning next week. And they're pretty confident. And they also believe that they can get a special dispensation to, to, to manufacture it early before they know about the adverse, ev- the evidence of adverse reaction. And obviously, the manufacturer of that vaccine, before you have that information, is a financial risk. Because if there turns out to be adverse reactions, then this manufacturer is a complete waste of money. However, when you're in the middle of a global pandemic, you feel like that financial risk is probably worth it. And you would hope that the government of the world will, will buck up so that no one company has to be left with the burden of investing all this money for something that turns out to be useless. However, if you manufacture early, then if the uh, efficacy and adverse reaction tests come back as, as positive, then you can quickly uh, dole this out and we're back to normal by next winter, which would be pretty amazing. So um, that's great news, uh, you know, from this, this group in Oxford. I, I hope that this becomes a, a thing that they chat about more and more because it's a real thing, as in it's happening. Whether it's successful is, again, up in the air. Uh, but... I mean, we'll see. It's just a we'll see. You can't, you can't base your, your plans on a we'll see, of course. Where's hydroxychloroquine now? You know, they've really backed off of hydroxychloroquine now on Fox News. Have you noticed? I don't know. You guys don't watch Fox as much as I do, but where's all the fucking hydroxychloroquine chat now? Where is it? I mean, they, literally a week ago, we're going to base the, the, the saving grace of humanity on fucking hydroxychloroquine. By the way, one of the big pushes of a lot of this conspiracy shit is Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram actually pushing Bill Gates shit, you know, and she's one of the main voices on Fox News. And she's been the biggest pusher of hydroxychloroquine. So where is the accountability for people that push this shit? And I mean, listen, man, that world has no accountability. Nobody likes to admit mistakes. You know, like... Nobody likes to nobody likes to, to, to admit that they were wrong, you know? But like so there's never you know, InfoWars didn't take any accountability for calling the Sandy Hook Master a conspiracy. I mean, eventually in, in, in the court of law he had to admit it, but he doesn't admit it to his fans. 
you know, he still leaves a stink of, you know, that, that, that even that is a conspiracy against, you know, people who know the truth. You know, but th- there's no accountability with these groups. They can just say whatever they want, and then the next day they've moved on to the next thing. And that's how, that's how the Trump presidency is. Rush Limbaugh, he loves Rush Limbaugh. I mean, every now and then I've turned on Rush Limbaugh in the car, and it's just like insane, just accusations thrown around. And you don't have to, you don't have to back anything up. You can just throw it out, you know? There's still people think Obama is, uh, you know, was an American, like a, like a Muslim terrorist, you know? You just, they just hold on to it. It doesn't matter, you know? Listen to some of the shit that these people say at this protest yesterday. It just doesn't matter. They don't care. So Laura Ingram's not going to take responsibility for pushing hydroxychloroquine. Doesn't matter. You know, none of them are going to take responsibility for it. And there was no problem with having hope that hydroxychloroquine would work. I had that hope myself. The problem was when you act like there's a conspiracy against hydroxychloroquine by following the basic safety regulations of any drug. Acting like that somehow is a leftist conspiracy is fucking crazy. And it's more of this divisiveness, you know, just constant pushing of these divisive narratives that make it feel like you have to take a side. No, we're just trying to fucking do the safest thing for the betterment of humanity during a once in a century global pandemic. It's not an us and them. It's just us. Stop with the divisiveness. I get it how you would feel that People are being very hard on Trump, but it's hard not to be hard on Trump when you need unity and he's been so divisive. We need unity. We need unity. We don't need somebody that's constantly risking humanity to cover his ass. It's too dangerous. It's just too dangerous. Yesterday, he's opening up the economy, but he's not really opening up the economy. He just wants to come out and say that he is. Nothing's going to change. Almost every governor in the United States has to ignore the president because he's fucking clueless. You know, Deborah Brooks gets up and basically says why there's a problem with testing. And then Trump gets up and talks about how great the testing is. Just like ignores what she says. When all we want is the real information. I want what she has to say. Actually, why has there been a problem with the testing? Oh, it turns out there's a problem with the testing because certain places have tests, certain places don't. And there's been no real coordination to find out where this testing is. Not to mention that a lot of people have... uh, testing capability except that they don't have uh, swabs and they don't have different things that they need to actually carry out the tests so these are the things i want to know then fix them not there's so much testing we test more than south korea it's like bullshit just 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 tell me the fucking truth man and deal with it it's really i mean i I understand that it's quite difficult but in terms of the messaging it's not that difficult it's very simple to just have clear messaging every day that's not hard you know, and you can express your dissatisfaction with certain things behind the scenes and just get everybody to do their job. You know, the problem is that a lot of people try to do their job, which doesn't suit Trump, and then he just gets rid of them, which is some Putin-esque shit, some fucking Stalin shit. You know, like when you read about these totalitarian states, it's all the same. Fucking just purge anybody who speaks against you, you know? That's what caused the Cultural Revolution. Fucking Mao you know, had his tail between his legs because he fucked up on the Great Leap Forward. And then he comes back and just purges everybody that wants to tell him the truth and destroys China for 10 years for his own fucking advancement. And coincidentally enough, the Chinese economy contracted for the first time since 1976, for the first time since the Cultural Revolution. That's how fucking bad this pandemic is. Yeah? So that's why we need a global coordinated effort And I know I was complaining about China and that. That's a 
that's that's about the Communist Party, not about China itself. Um. Anyway, that's it, guys. I got to get out of here. We'll be back. Uh, what's today? Today's Friday, right? I'll put this up today, and I, I'll put me and uh, Steve O up on Sunday. So we'll have another episode on Sunday, and um, an episode of The Shift on Monday night. And uh, yeah, we'll try to get more guests in. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Five stars on iTunes, comments, Spotify, screenshots. Uh, you know, um, any anything anything you, you you want to help us get the word out. Help us spread the word that we got podcasts three times a week here on the Des Bishop Podcast. We got great YouTube videos. Uh, we got a shift episode once a week. Spread the word, guys. We're having fun over here. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to message me on Instagram, Twitter, at Des Bishop, Facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. Send me a message. Let me know what you think. Anything you want me to talk about, anybody you want me to talk to, let me know. Thank you. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.